and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 18 of our Road to 2021 mini-series. And as always, you're joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please feel free to tell your family and friends about them. Take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians. And if you are interested in getting in touch with us regarding our coaching services, you can always head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com, which you can also find in the show notes below. So without further ado, Jack, take the floor. How has your past week been? Yeah, so for everyone who doesn't know, I think everyone should know by now, but I'm mini cutting and this is the end of my third week of mini cutting about to head into my fourth week given that we're recording this on the Sunday so overall things have been pretty good not not as good as the first two weeks which is expected like weight loss is expected to slow down and like one of the whole reasons of doing this was to kind of see how adaptive I would be to an energy deficit again and I can safely say that I have surprised myself at how much I have adapted to it so just to clue everyone in, I did start off at about 450 carb, 70 fat, and 250 protein. And on average, that's about a 1,000 calorie drop from my improvement season macros. And basically, yeah, week one and two went superb, lost a bunch of weight. And basically, this week was pretty much stagnated from, from Monday. So from Saturday, which was yesterday, I decided to lower my macros further. So a fairly drastic drop on my rest days again from 450 carb to 350 carb and training days lowering carbs down from 450 to 400 and protein and fat staying the same. So yeah, basically my goal is still to lose about 1 to 1.5% of my body weight each week. And if I need to drop it further, then I will really. And what surprised me and Tierra is just how adaptive I have been to the macros. And like to some, it might still seem like a lot of food, but considering now that like my, especially I was on my leg days, I'm eating 400 carb now. Previously I was eating 750 Mm -hmm. and that's not taking into account the drop in fat and protein as well. So, I mean, it is quite a large deficit. And we'll, we'll just see how it goes for this next week. Hopefully, I can get below that 90 kilo mark. So, yeah, at the end of the first, like before I started, my body weight average was like 93.9. At the end of the first week, it was 93 point, sorry, 92.7 and then 91.5. And then at the end of this week, 90.8. So, I mean, if you look at the average, I've still lost 700 grams, which is just below 1%. But just due to the, how the averaging has been working out, it's it's not really n- not really as much as that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that's the thing about a mini cut, right? Like sometimes you just have to be more aggressive than you than you might expect it. And I can totally understand how it would be difficult coming off that first week, right? When you do drastically lower calories and you do have that large fluid shift, and it's probably very exciting because. In your weight drop, right? Your weight drop, it's quite substantial. You lost close to like, what, two kilograms or something in the first week? Like, it was massive because of that huge fluid shift because you dropped carbs so much. And 
man, it would just be tough because that first week, you know, you get into that mindset and that mentality of, wow, this is going to be a walk in the park. It's going to be so easy. You know, like, um, like I'm still feeling good, dropping a lot of weight, but then obviously we know that it does slow down. So we can understand how it can be tough in that sense, but still an 800 gram loss this week, if you're weighing around 90 kilograms, that's still damn close to that 1% per week. Mm. But yeah, it's more due to the average at the start of the, I'm the same weight now mm -hmm. as I was at the start of the week. Yeah. So like that's, so like on Monday, it was already an 800 gram loss. Yeah. And I've just maintained that throughout the week. Yeah. So like, that's why I don't really attribute it to mm -hmm. an 800 gram loss. But at the same time, sometimes weight loss is like that, you know, it's not always going to be linear. Some people like obviously you and I, but other people as well, sometimes you'll be kind of stagnant and then you'll get a big low and then you'll maintain that low and then you'll get another big low and then you maintain mm. that. So it's kind of like jumping down a big stair rather than taking one stair at a time, you know? Yeah. And I would expect that, but the other unusual thing I mentioned this last week too, is that a lot of the days I don't really feel like I'm dieting. Like I, my hunger is still non-existent, mm -hmm. not non-existent. Like I still can eat my meals much easier than before, but I don't get like my hunger, hunger doesn't change much. Um, at night, like I'm not going to bed feeling like, oh, I'm going to wake up to a new low. I, I go to bed thinking, oh, I don't really feel like I'm going to wake up to a new low. So mm. that's, what's interesting as well as if, because like that, to me, that is a sign of adaption that your body has adapted to that lower energy intake. Mm -hmm. And it's, it looks like I've very efficiently done that. If yeah. I'm like today while we're recording this, I feel a bit more hungry and tired, but the rest of the week, and that's partly because I've, I lowered my macros by a hundred today, mm -hmm. but, uh, the other days of the week, yeah, I, I, training was great and the the diet fatigue just wasn't there at all i have to ask what's your body temperature been like like have you been as hot as usual body temperature wise <laughs> have you been as hot as usual or have you been feeling a little bit cooler or just kind kind of normal have you noticed at all uh it's been pretty much the same really mm -hmm. yeah which would yeah yeah, because I just, I know you, obviously, we've been together quite a few years now. And, uh, you know, you're always just boiling up, man. You're really hot. You're hot to touch, right? And generally, you do have the hottest, like, skin temperature when you are eating a lot of food. And it just goes to show that you have an adaptive metabolism either way, right? You have to push your food up really, really high to uh, keep gaining weight, right? But then you might have to push it, not super low, dude, you're still on 400 grams of carbs, okay? Most people would be like, this is amazing <laughs> on that much food. So um, it's interesting. Obviously something's going on underneath at that cellular level. It's not just coming down to steps. It's not just coming in down to, you know, your training output and training calories there. So something yeah. else is coming, going down. I still wish you were um, measuring your resting heart rate. I still think that would have been so mm. cool to see how much that's dropped by. Yeah, well, I was never measuring it. So I know. yeah, nothing to compare it to anyway. I'm getting you a watch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like something that is, we definitely can take away from this is like, cause Tara and I, as all of our clients would know, we, we usually do like a four low days, three high days or five low, two high. And that this kind of does mean that, okay, we can probably really ramp up the calories on the, the or at least the carbohydrates on the high days, because I just do adapt to it very quickly. Mm -hmm. And like, usually when we look at adaption, it's in that chronic term, but I literally did adapt to it over the course of 
a week or two mm-hmm. and that um, that'll be really useful for my high days just to probably ramp those up and we're just co- probably going to have to be quite aggressive on the lower days and but yeah the competition prep is a different beast altogether like I'm not going to be starting at a thousand calorie deficit mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see if I respond differently in a less aggressive manner yeah exactly but you know right now it's just like you look at the numbers right you look at your data and you just got to do what you got to do right like you would be a fool if you were just married to certain macros right you're like no like i don't want to drop myself below 450 carb or 400 carb or whatever it may be right but and then that would actually stop you from achieving your ultimate goal like you Mm. just got to do what you got to do so yeah that's right and I certainly feel like I've been dieting today, so we'll see what these newer macros bring. Mm -hmm. And in good news, like training was great this week. And I mentioned last week that I have been dealing with that little groin niggle that was probably one of the smaller reductors that was tight. And that's just resolved very well. Like I did both my leg sessions, very high intensity, uh, slight back off in volume. And they both went well. So yeah, ready to keep pushing that back up as well in numbers. And upper training wise, I basically did my final week. So week seven of my block, usually I I do six. And that also went well. Slight dip in the bench press, which I would personally start to expect right now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, uh, two reps off from the previous week, which is nothing drastic. And pretty much everything else was maintained or progressed and pulling as per usual like that, that didn't really change. I mean, that didn't change as in it still progressed, which is good as well. So yeah, training's been going well and I might, so I'll be deloading push or the whole of upper body this coming week as well. And then I'll kind of be starting a new block of upper and new block of lower as well. Mm And didn't you mention on your story too, because you've posted a video of you doing hack squats and you said that you were going to increase your sets back up to three sets. Is that right? Yeah. So I'll be bringing my lower body sets back to normal now. So mm-hmm. like for the leg press and hack and for Nordics, I basically did one set lower and that was just to, just in case uh, any higher volume would have aggravated my mm-hmm. adductor. So yeah, I'll bring that up now. Yeah, so were you were doing two sets for those before, is that correct? So I was doing, I do six exercises on my leg days and I do two sets for two of them and three sets for everything else. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah, and yeah, so basically the things I do two sets for are RDLs and squats and uh, Bulgarian split squats and B stance RDL. So those mm-hmm. will always be two so things that are unilateral. I usually do two sets because in total it's four sets mm-hmm. and it's pretty taxing. Yeah. And I don't Bulgarian need to do six split sets. squats, man, those are a bitch. <laughs> yeah. So B stance RDLs, especially when you put a plate below you and mm. yeah, do 130. So they're tough. And yeah, I'm keen to deload upper this week. I definitely need that. And I don't know how I'm going to do that yet, to be honest. I'll probably, I'm seeing my physio again tomorrow. I'll probably chat to him and, and we'll reassess things because I'm just, uh, one thing that I am slightly conservative about is losing strength during this deload period. So I'll either still train as per usual and just lower the volume and intensity by about 10% 
And I think that's looking to me like the way forward right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as always, it's an adaptive process. I'm not, I don't really have a plan set in stone and I kind of react to my current circumstances. So, and yeah, I do the same for everyone else too. Like there's no point having a plan for eight weeks if something pops up at week six. Yeah, exactly. So. It need, Like nothing can ever be set in stone, you know, like you can have that base framework, right? Mm. But you need to be able to be flexible. Yeah. So I think that's pretty much everything. My, I guess to dig a bit more deeply into nutrition that I have started to change some of my food sources now. So breakfast is pretty much just oats now mm-hmm. rather than any Bring cereal. back the oats. Oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> I can't, I don't even remember last time I saw that. Pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. And it would have probably been in like January. Yeah, I lost, mm-hmm. but I cooked them differently. Like I cooked them with sultanas and grated apple and mm-hmm. so a bit more carbohydrate dense but yeah lunch is just some toasted sandwiches and dinner is uh, post-workout is still like my microwave flour cake thing which that'll probably be the next thing i change because it's that's the most dense meal and dinner is what just, would you change that to you should seriously start making your cakes like mine man like <laughs> mine are half the amount of flour as yours but just because if you no, add I used more water grams today oh okay did you add more water though yeah it kind of just destroyed itself really <laughs> please don't insult my cake <laughs> well you know if you add more water it definitely does make things more voluminous but it obviously it won't be as dense a little bit mm. more spongy <laughs> yeah i might make cream of wheat or i might do something else Mm. I might make pasta or might have some potatoes. Yeah, we'll need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit too early for nice cream right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's actually nice for me to hear you talk about food like this. Like, oh, maybe I could actually have this. You know, it's it's been a while. So <laughs> I'm just happy over here. <laughs> yeah. And then dinner is just some um, roast veggies with some kangaroo steak now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, still, again, hunger is not really an issue. It's uh, more so the, I'm more worried about like training performance and just staying injury free than, than hunger will ever bother me, I think. Yeah. And like the impact that hunger would have on other things. I'm not worried about the hunger itself, mm-hmm. more so the effects of dieting. Yeah. So this mini cut, so you're now three weeks in, right? Did you say at the start that you wanted to do this for six or eight weeks, or are you going to keep going until you reach a goal body weight? Yeah, I'll um, probably go for no longer than eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And I would like to at least reach 88 kilos and just see how I look there. I mean, this week I haven't really noticed many differences in, in body fat change because, I mean, I haven't really lost any weight. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'll see more changes next week. And yeah, I would basically just like my skin folds to probably come down by about 15 mils. Mm-hmm. And I think they drop by about five mils after the first two weeks. And I'd also like just like some more, like some decent uh, ab definition as well, mm-hmm. to put it simply. <laughs> <laughs> what every guy wants, what every person wants, really. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, my waist and hips is definitely where I store mm-hmm. most of it. Like, my legs, arms, even my back is stay, stays pretty lean. It's mm-hmm. definitely my 
especially the abdominal region. Yeah, well, when we took skin folds this past week, because we're going to be taking skin folds every two weeks during your cut, pretty kind of similar to what you do in a prep, but that's where you lost the majority of, of it was on your supraspinale and your abdominal fold. Yep. Yeah, it was good. It's good to see that the um, it's showing mm-hmm. in, this, in the data. <laughs> so I think that's pretty much everything with me. And yeah, looking forward to the, this next week, hopefully get some better results because that'll... Again, I don't need motivation, but that'll provide some motivation to, to see that the gears mm-hmm. are turning and I can see the effects of it. And yeah, the only other thing I should probably mention is I've finished this upper body week with a bit of a shoulder niggle because I don't want to not mention it now and then it'll still be an issue next mm-hmm. week. <laughs> and yeah, basically that's, that's why I'm seeing my physio tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, I've done an extra week of training, so it's probably just a little bit aggravated because mm-hmm. um, I usually do six I did seven weeks so yeah. yeah we'll see how that goes and that might just influence how I deload so yeah yeah well you know Jack I'm here and I'm always going to be the optimist but I just want to tell you that I think you're doing a great job and I think that you look great and you know guys don't take this as if Jack's like I haven't even achieved results right like remember when the day he got his dexter scan your highest body weight was 94.4 kilograms this morning you were 90.5 so that's 3.9 kilograms down in three weeks right from the highest to the lowest so 3.9 kilograms in three weeks that ain't bad okay that that ain't bad that's something to be proud of okay <laughs> yeah i don't i'm not i'm not unhappy i hope i, I just wish up. it was 10 <laughs> no but um no i'm just saying you're you're great you're looking good and it's gone well thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> Could definitely be going worse, you know. You could be gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm happy with my progress. Everything's going to plan. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm just a little bit surprised at mm-hmm. the rate of loss this week. That's yeah. all. Yeah. But um, things could definitely be worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be doing my mini cut on a hundred carb. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, enough about me. What about you? Yeah, so this past week, you know, it's actually been freaking awesome. It's been a really good week. So we went to the dog beach, the actual real dog beach down at the Spit, the Gold Coast, for the first time last weekend. And that was so much fun. I'm actually seeing Sam jump around in the surf. She just had an absolute ball. And uh, She literally did. She tried to jump over every wave. Yeah, oh my gosh. And she has a pretty white coat as well. So if it's too much whitewash, she, she could probably get a lot in there but no it was so much fun honestly august in australia in here in queensland it's so freaking beautiful like the sky is just so blue and beautiful temperature just beautiful weather it's amazing Mm, right now yeah it's a bit it's a bit crispy you know but uh speaking of swimming i got to go swimming this week as well at the pool that was lovely just doing some easy laps in the sun on wednesday afternoon i donated blood as well so it's been 12 weeks since i donated blood last which is crazy um but that was really awesome how many calories does that burn it burns 600 calories to replenish all your blood cells, but it takes... It's not instantaneous. No, it? it takes 12 weeks. I think we did the math on this once. Like if you divide 600 by 12 or whatever 12 times 7 is, right? That's how many calories that you would burn per day trying to replenish all of those blood cells. So yeah, they try to like talk you up. They're like, oh, you know, donating blood 
Yeah, 600 yeah. divided by 12 is 50. So that'd be 50 calories per week. Yeah, per right? week. Right, and then divide that by seven. That's seven, and as an extra yeah, so seven so. calories per day. So you get to eat one extra almond every single day if you donate blood every three months. Well, are you accounting <laughs> for that then? Congratulations. No, I'm not. I guess over the next three months, I Wait, am in a 600. Wait, <laughs> I guess that's true. I'll get to that. But uh, yes, I guess over the course of three months, if you kept everything very, very tightly controlled, you would be in a deficit of 600 calories. So um, yeah, <laughs> maybe account for that if you're crazy. <laughs> no, but uh, anyway, donated blood. And um, other than that, this week's just been awesome. You know, it's been a really, really good week work-wise. And frick, man, training this week was through the roof. You know, I just felt like someone injected me with testosterone. I swear to God. Like, it's one of those weeks where you just feel like not just strong, but like abnormally strong. You know, like every single set that you do, right, you're just like, man, that feels so much easier than last week. Are you like, you're, I, I moved up on on weight for a lot of movements this week. And I just really surprised myself. Like with my seated OHP, I was able to get three sets of eight with 37.5 kilograms, which is really good for me, you know? Also, uh, you know, my barbell hip thrust, I was able to do three by 10 at 145 kilograms, but definitely the highlight of this week was most certainly my bench press. So, you know, bench last week, I got three by 10 at 50 kilograms. This week I was going to be moving up to trying to get at least three by eight at 52.5 kilograms. But I woke up on Thursday morning and I was just like, man, I'm feeling good. And I just told Jack, like, I was like, I think that I can bench 60 kilograms today. And Jack was a bit like, well, of course you could probably bench 60 kilograms. I'm like, no, like I, I've never attempted that before in my life. It's always been a mile, like a milestone for me that I wanted to achieve. And, uh, you know, I was like, I was just so spontaneous. I was just like, Jack, I'm going to go for 60 kilograms. And I was just thinking about it all freaking day. And then, um, you know, we you can do 50 for 10. You can easily do 60 for one. I don't know. I've always doubted myself in that sense, because I just feel like coming from an endurance runner background, I feel like I reach a certain threshold and I can maintain that, but anything at a higher intensity, I might not, I'd like, I've never been, I guess I'm not a power lifter. I've never really tested one rep maxes before. Right. But I'm um, sometimes in the past when I've tried to just do little increments and things, I just can't do nearly as many reps. So, you know, 60 kilograms on a bench, that has been a goal of mine ever since I was 12. You know, when I was 12 years old, my dad actually entered me into a national bench press competition. And um, I think I weighed, I would have weighed definitely sub 50. I would have weighed probably close to 45 kilograms when I was 12. But I actually benched 37.5 kilograms, right? For one rep. Up. Um, that's not too far off body weight. That's not bad for a 12 year old girl. Mm. But the, what, what makes me laugh so much is that I actually got second place <laughs> in Australia. And that when the results came back, I just couldn't believe it because that means somewhere out in Australia, there was another 12 year old girl who weighed 45 kilograms, who her dad talked her into doing a bench press competition. And she beat me, man. But uh, I still laugh about so that. did you come two out of two? <laughs> I don't know how many people entered the competition. I'd hope there was more than two. Like, But I just thought that was so hilarious because I really thought that I was probably the only person in this country who, as a 12-year-old girl whose dad would be like, Gerald, come on, let's do this bench press competition. Like, 
12 years old, you're in grade seven. Like, I don't know many grade seveners, especially females who mm. bench. I didn't bench in grade seven. Yeah. Well, uh, I was exposed to it earlier than you then. But I guess ever since that point, like my dad and I have always spoken about like a such a big goal would be able to put a 20 kilogram plate on either side of the bar and be able to bench. Right. So, yeah, I gave it a crack on Thursday. I was thinking about it all day, just envisioning it. And, uh, you know, I was under the bar and just when I, when you helped me unrack that weight, like it really didn't feel that heavy, you know, like when I was warming up, I did 55 for one rep and that just flew up. So I was like five extra kilograms. That can't be too bad. So I did my first rep at 60. It it flew up and, um, I was like, man, I think I have more in the tank. Ended up doing a total of three reps. So absolutely blew myself away i was so freaking happy to get 60 you can see the action on tiara's instagram yeah check me out on the socials brah benching but uh no so so proud of myself honestly that has been a long time in the making so you guys know how much bench means to me so yeah that was definitely the hip thrust yeah bench means more to me than any other lift man like a bench is just like one of the most impact it's in my opinion the most empowering lift for me I love it. I love to bench. So cool. But not for me, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> keep trying, man. We all have our lifts. I can't I could never squat or like debt RDL as much as you. Neither could a lot of people. So I think everyone has that one lift that they're oh, just yeah, sure. stronger at. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, it was um really freaking really, really good week of training. Just man, I don't know. Like I don't know if something someone sprinkled some test in my food or something. I swear I'm still natural, Sam. but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was um it was an amazing week of training. Felt on fire. But in terms of body composition, it's actually pretty interesting this week. For the first week, I think ever since prep ended, my average body weight actually went down. You know, so how about that? So for the past three for the past three weeks, it's actually been maintaining at sixty six point five kilograms. But this week, I was actually getting some lower like some lower weigh ins around like sixty six point two, sixty six point three, sixty six point four. On average so far, it's averaged at 66.4 kilograms. So it's only down on average by a mere 100 grams compared to last week. But that was a really big surprise for me. And uh, I have a theory, okay? (laughs) So this theory comes down to, I think that some of the foods that I've been eating over these past few months aren't actually accurate in terms of the macros. And the one for this is definitely the Lebanese bread. So anyone who knows me or follows me on social media knows that I love getting among some Lebanese breads for my pizza bases. And I buy these Lebanese breads just from Woolworths. They're like the Phila brand, right? And um, how do you spell that? F-I-L-A, Phila. Uh, But yeah, they're like these wholemeal, apparently wholemeal Lebanese breads. And I love just layering them with like spices and passata, putting some uh, seafood and some some runny eggs on them. Absolutely delicious. But ever since I started eating those at like the very beginning of my improvement season after prep ended, my body weight has just steadily gone up. You know, and I've talked about this. I've been really surprised. I'm like, man, I'm only eating around like 350, 375 carb per day, but like my weight just keeps going up, right? Um, And I always knew this was like, I always had a feeling that this was the case, but I'm gonna be honest. Like, I just love those breads so much. I kind of was just like in denial. I'm like, nah, you know, like the macros on those are correct or whatever. 
but I just have a feeling that they're not, you know, because we like, it's almost too good to be true. For one Lebanese bread, it says that it's apparently only like 25 grams of carbs, right? But we know that your average piece of bread is close to like 15 grams of carbs. Mm. So is there, are they double layered or are they? Yeah, they're double layered as yeah. well. So, and an average so one like as well, yeah, weighs like 80 grams too. So, and if you weigh it out at 80 grams, it's probably closer to like 30 grams of carbs. But even then, you know, that's, it's probably just too good to be true. So I have just a fishy feeling about this, that the macros on those might be incorrect and they're probably much higher carb than they actually are. Plus, also a little bit fishy with my dietetics brain. So actually looking at the ingredient list, one, they're labeled as wholemeal Lebanese breads. But if you actually read the ingredients, it just says wheat flour. It doesn't actually define whether it's plain wheat flour or wholemeal wheat flour. And then it says it has like thiamine in it. And it also says it has some wheat bran and a little bit of sugar. But like per Lebanese bread, apparently there's around four grams of fat and only two grams of fiber and 25 grams of carbs. But I know that if there was that many carbs from just wholemeal wheat flour, right? And it doesn't even say that there's canola oil added in it. Then where is that four grams of fat coming from? And why is it only two grams of fiber? Because I know that with my wholemeal wheat flour, if I have 100 grams of that, which is close to like 63 grams of carbs, you have close to like 10 grams of fiber in that. So, so it should You've it done be. You've the math. I've done the math, bruh. It's fishy, man. It's fishy. So It's not the marinara. No, it's not the marinara that's fishy. It's the bread that's fishy. But uh, anyway, so actually this past week, about halfway through last week, we I ran out of those, so I stopped eating them. And ever since I stopped eating them but was still hitting my macros through other foods, my weight's just been dropping. So I'm like, aha. <laughs> so I actually didn't buy them again this week because I just want to do a little bit of a trial and error and see if they really are wrong because I predict that they probably just are inaccurate, man. Do you think you'll write to Phila or something? What? No, I'm not going to write to Phila, but I do think that I probably will just change my food choices because what's really cool is that, um, you know, if these were incorrect and I keep losing weight, it means that I actually can do a macro increase. I probably have been eating well over 400 grams of carbs this entire freaking time, but just didn't know about it because things were labeled inaccurately. And we've spoken about this on the podcast before, you know, right? Like with nutrition labels, they actually can have up to a 20% inaccuracy in their calories and their 25%. macros. Yeah, it can be huge, right? Because it's just, they just take the averages of averages. Mm. So, um, yeah, uh, it should be interesting. I'll update you guys next week on that. But let's hope that I am correct. I can start eating some other foods and um, actually tracking a little bit more accurately and get like actually consistently eat at least 400 or over 400 grams of carbs per day. But wait, when I actually think about it, Jack, I think this actually might be the first time in our lives while we've been together that I'm actually eating more food than you. Mm, more carbohydrates. Well, yeah, okay, actually, when, more carbohydrates because your protein's much, much higher than mine, so. And, yeah, my fats almost double yours as well. Yeah, that's true. So, okay, maybe not more food, but an equal amount of carbohydrates and an equal amount of the good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, but uh, no, it's it, that's that's exciting. You know, I really hope that I am, you know, correct in this and that those Lebanese bread things were just mislabeled, you know, and now I can start getting some more glucose pumping through these veins. But 
I guess that's something else I need to start considering because, you know, I'm coming up on my fourth week now of maintaining around this 66.5 kilogram mark, right? Which was my goal initially, right? Because last month was quite aggressive. I gained around two and a half kilograms, right? So I have finally achieved that goal of being able to maintain my body weight, right? And slow down that rate of gain. And I personally think I've had a really successful maintenance period so far. Like strength progression has still been skyrocketing. You still feel amazing, still feeling very energetic, not necessarily feeling hungrier at all. And I feel really good in my body composition. If anything, I feel like I have experienced a small amount of recomp, which has been nice, but I guess I might actually need to start considering Jack to start doing another push-up again because obviously we know it's not optimal for muscle gain to uh, just maintain forever. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. I think you've handled this maintenance phase well, but in order to grow new muscle, you just have to be in a surplus because we know being in a maintenance phase is just inefficient for muscle growth. So yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's time to me for me to start uh, massing again soon. <laughs> My gosh, what a what a word to use. No, but I'm I'm excited, you know, and I feel like body composition wise, like I just feel like I'm in a place now to keep gaining weight pretty soon again, which uh, is very very exciting. And yeah, because, you know, if all does go well and ahead for next year and we do get to compete in season A 2021, prep's really just on the horizon, man, right? Like it's the 23rd of August today. It's only about two months, give or take, until we'd probably start prep. So that's not too much longer. So really need to make the most of it before I go into a large dieting phase again. But at the same time, if unfortunately season A doesn't pan out and we do try to aim for season B next year, that's around the time that I'll probably think about doing an, like a six to eight week cut as well. So yeah. either way, going to make the most of these uh, next two months and freaking excited, really, really excited. Should be good. But yeah, man, that's, that's pretty much all for me. It's been an epic week work-wise, training-wise, just like life. I just, I feel really, really good. So um, yeah, should be good. But one thing that we always finish on, you know, Last thing of the podcast is one thing we want to improve this week. So, Jack, what do you want to improve? So, I just want this week to be good in terms of lose a decent amount of weight and uh, hope my shoulder's okay mm-hmm. and, yeah, deload my upper body sufficiently and make some good progress with lower body. Awesome. Well, you know, if all goes ahead, like weighing in at 90.5 kilograms this morning, right, the end of this week, you might see the 89s, right? Oh, yeah. eighty. Hopefully 89.5. Yeah. Awesome. Damn. How long has it been since you were in the 89s? How long ago was that? Um, not, not actually that long ago, like uh, <laughs> early this year, like March. Okay. Yeah. Well, still a few months. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you'll see that number again. <laughs> Yeah. And what about you? Yeah, I think this week I just want to improve my nutritional accuracy. So I just want to be a little bit more accurate with my tracking. And it just goes to show guys that like, you know, everyone can make mistakes. Even the Lebanese bread company can make mistakes and a dietitian can make mistakes with their tracking. But uh, no, I just want to prove my theory to see if those Lebanese breads perhaps were higher in carbs and, uh, you know, just to see if I can truly actually eat around 400 grams of carbs and still maintain my current body composition. So that's why I want to improve. Yeah. 
improve that accuracy. But yeah, guys, thanks so much again for tuning in for our 18th episode of this series. If you enjoyed it, please remember to take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys.